0: Welcome to our weekend services. I'm Trisha and I'm Kristen and we're so glad that you've decided to join us this weekend. Hey, we would love to get to know you and connect with you and the best way to do that is to fill out a connection card. And if you're joining us in person, stop by our welcome desk to fill that out on your way out as well online. Click the connect button. We'd love to get to know you here. Yeah, we really would. And you know what? Easter is coming up in like three short weeks. It's so fast. Where did the time go? It's so exciting. Yeah, it really is. We're really looking forward to celebrating our risen king. Um, And we want to do that with you. And so we have some in-person services on Saturday, April the 3rd at 5.30 and at 7. And then on Sunday at 9.45 and 11. And if you'll be joining us online for Easter, join us Sunday, April 4th at 8.30, 9.45 or 11 a.m. Yeah, we would love to have you join us here in person. Um, we also have a Good Friday service uh, on April the 2nd. And so we have two of those in person, one at 5.30 and one at 7. And our online Good Friday service will be at 7.30 p.m. Yeah, we're so looking forward to our Easter weekend here at Christ Community, and we hope you'll join us. You can find all of that information online. And speaking of online, our social media, um, we would love to have you follow us on social media at CCC Rochester. You can do that on Instagram or on Facebook. We have a lot of great content out there. Yeah, we do. Definitely worth checking out. For sure. Um, From highlighting volunteers to some of our ministry partners, um, we just love to see what's out there, and it's a great way for you to stay connected to us and to the life of the church. We'd love for you to share what you're doing, too, in your, in your community with us. Absolutely. Hey, thanks for joining us this weekend, and now let's lean into what God has for us in worship today.
1: Hey, church, let's stand together as we worship the King of Kings and the King of Glory today. Yeah! Hey. let Nations Bow. Nations Bow, mountain shake at the sound of just one name. Over all, Jesus reigns, I know, I know. Let's sing that again, Nations Bow. Nations Bow, mountain shake. sound. Just one name over all. Jesus reigns. I know. We have a King of glory. Amen, church. Let's lift our voices to him tonight. King of Glory. There is the King of glory. There is the God who saves. One who is strong in body. Freedom is in His name. Open the gates of heaven. Lift up a shadow of praise. There is a lion roaring. Jesus, the King of glory. Let's give our God a hand of praise today.
2: you sit on the throne high above any others. And tonight we bow to you before you humbly and thank you for the mercy that you extend to us, the grace that you freely give us. We are overcome by your generous spirit towards us. And all we can do back to you is sing, holy, holy, are you God almighty, You are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, and that is who we worship today, and that is who we lift high. We thank you for who you are to each one of us in this place and for what you've done. your holy, precious name, and all God's people say, Amen. You can have a seat.
3: Hey, how about we say thank you to the worship team for leading us today. Thank you, guys. And uh, You guys are the in-person service when we um, record for our online church, so will you as the in-person church greet those who are worshiping with us online also? <laughs> it's great to see you. Thanks, Marcus. Um, I haven't met you yet, my name is Daryl Holden. I'm one of the pastors here, and uh, thank you for like cooperating with the ushers and cramming into this place, socially distanced, cramming in. It's... Um, it's the new thing this year, so I'm really grateful that you're here. It's good to be with you. Uh, we are in the middle of a series where we are sharing our vision as a church, and so this is the third week, and just wanna let you know a little bit of where, how we got here. Um, this vision is unique from like church world, and church world, this, which is where I spend my lifetime energy um, in church world, usually what happens is a vision, like leadership has a vision and they come back and they share it with the people and we all try to go after that together. But because of the last several years at Christ Community, the way things have happened here, this is a really cool vision in that it has bubbled up. And so during the interim season and the work that you guys did with Pastor Dave Miles and with NL Moore, the consultants, those of you who've been here more than a couple of years, you guys did a ton of work with them and it was all about like, who are we as a church and where do we wanna see ourselves going. And so in late last year, like fall of last year, we took, the leadership took all that work that you guys had done and the reports that had been written based on all those things and we took that and spent time in prayer and seeking the Lord and listening carefully to what this church had said. And so from all of that, we've got this vision statement that has bubbled up through the congregation, through the pastoral leadership team, to the elder board, and now we're just kind of, we put some words around some work that you guys did. And so we have this this vision statement, we want to be a church of generous people who honor Jesus by loving each other and serving our neighbors. And so today, I wanna talk with you about being a church that honors Jesus. So we started this this series, we talked first about what it means to be a church, because there's a whole lot of biblical and theological weight that comes just with that statement, we wanna be a church. And we talked last week about being generous people. And so if you didn't hear either of those messages or you missed one, I would really encourage you to go back to the website and listen to it. Um, They're really helpful for you as as you're a participant at Christ Community Church about really where we think the Lord wants to take us. And so today I want to talk with you about honoring Jesus. And I want to say a couple things as we talk about this. You'll notice from the slide I've got on the screen right now that honoring Jesus, this is the centerpiece of our vision statement. Without honoring Jesus, being a church and being generous people falls off. If we don't honor Jesus, loving each other and serving our neighbors is of no eternal value. And so... So as we're talking this weekend, I wanna make sure that you know it was it's kinda on purpose that, that honoring Jesus is at the center of this vision statement. We are going to be a group of people who honor Jesus. And I think as we talk about that today, you're gonna be really excited to participate in this, maybe to a new level of, of excitement that you've had before. Now with this vision statement, those of you who are part of our annual meeting, you just got a little piece, but we've come out with kind of a, a visual that will help us kinda understand together what honoring Jesus looks like, and we'll we'll release this later, but I just want to put it on this slide for you so that you can see what we've got. But if you look at the very top of that, don't get lost in all the stuff below right now, look at the very top. At the very top, this says, Honor Jesus. That is the headline for this church. That is the headline for this church. That's the head of this church. It's the source from which everything else flows is this idea of honoring Jesus, and so, all five messages in this series are very important for people who are either part of or considering Christ's community as their church. But this weekend is really kind of it's the first amongst equals. I would say that too. This is this is the keystone message. If you keystone is like if you've got an arch made out of stones, the keystone is the one in the middle. And if you pull the middle one out, everything else falls down. And so what we're going to talk about today. It, we, are, we are a group of people who honor Jesus, and I'm really excited, we were singing that song about you know I will adore you, and the words of holy, holy, holy Lord God almighty, we're gonna, one of the ways we're gonna adore Jesus today is by, by lifting him up as one who is worthy of honor in this, in this message. So what I wanna do, I'm gonna do three things with you. First, we're gonna talk about some things about Jesus that make him worthy of honor. And, and a couple of them are gonna be more familiar to you and maybe a couple of them will be less familiar to you and these aren't all the things that make Jesus worthy of honor because you, know, you guys really only want me to talk for about 30 minutes. And so, so hey, I'm gonna go over that, I can tell you. Um, so we're gonna talk for a minute about, we're gonna talk for a few minutes about some things about Jesus that make him worthy of honor and then I wanna talk with you from the Bible about what honoring Jesus looks like because he actually tells us we don't get to choose how we honor him. And, and so he actually tells us here are some, here are some things that are honoring to me. And then, and then we're gonna wrap all this up by, it's just a surprising statement in the scriptures that I am excited to share with you to, to wrap it all up and then Becky and her team will sing. And so um, this, is, this is gonna be a great time together. So I'll, I'd like to pray for us as we, as we jump in. Would you guys bow your head and close your eyes with me? So Lord Jesus, we're stepping into a few minutes here where we are going to make much of you. And I do pray that we honor you with our, with our thoughts, with our words, with our feelings, with our response uh, in these next few moments. And thank you for making yourself known to us. Uh, thank you for giving us guidance on, on where and how you feel honored by us. And so we just we say you are worthy. You're worthy of honor and you are worthy of praise. You're worthy of being lifted up. And as we lift you up in these next few minutes, would you please draw us close to yourself? You say that you'll do that, and so we're trusting you for that. And Jesus, we pray these things in your name. Amen. All right, so let's jump in. I want to share with you four different ways that Jesus is worthy of honor, four different things about him that this, this, the Bible tells us this, these are some of the reasons that he's worthy of honor. So the first, and I'm just gonna give you Bible verses and we're gonna move quickly. I've got a lot of content for you, so we're gonna move quickly through this up. So the first way that Jesus is worthy of honor, maybe a reason, we honor him because he's our creator. He's our creator. And in Colossians chapter one, verse 16, as the Bible's talking about Jesus, Colossians chapter one is this amazing little section of scripture that talks about Jesus being first and greatest, and it says, In Jesus, for in him, talking about Jesus, in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authority, all things have been created through him and for him. It's it's like Jesus didn't just create a little bit of it. He didn't create the part we can see or just the part we can't see. He is the creator of, he's the creator of everything and it was created through him. The Bible tells us that God spoke. In the, in the beginning, God spoke and it was so. Jesus is the word of God. And so he's, all things were created through him and then that last little piece there, all things were created for him. It All of creation, what we can see, what we can't see, what we experience, what we other people experience all of that was not just created by Jesus, is also created for him, and, and he is to derive honor from his creation, which fast forwards us to Revelation, which is the last book of the Bible, and it's a book where we get pictures of eternity and of the kind of things that go on in eternity. And so in Revelation, like the population of heaven is declaring to Jesus, you are worthy, our Lord and God, is what they call, you are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power for or because you created all things and by your will they were created and have their being. And so you and I, as part of creation, we're created beings. So we were created for Jesus. And because we were created for him, not just by him but for him because we were created for him, we owe him honor. He's our creator which puts him over us and puts us in a posture of of owing to him honor and glory and and blessing. We owe him honor because he is our creator. So that's that's the first reason that he is worthy of honor. Here's the second one. Not only is he our creator, he's also our savior. He's our savior. I love that word, savior, and sometimes it gets lost at church because we say it so much. He rescues us. That's what a savior does, is a savior rescues us, and he is our rescuer. Every one of us in this room needs and needed rescuing. We needed somebody outside of ourselves to step in and be for us what we cannot be for ourselves, and Jesus is that. There's so many different places in the Bible that we could point to, and just for this weekend, I, I ran First Peter chapter two, verses 24 and 25. These are some of my favorites. He himself, speaking of Jesus, he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross. We needed rescuing from our sins. We needed rescue as, as sinners, as people who has trespassed against a holy God. We needed somebody to step in and save us. We, we have dug a hole for ourselves so deep we can never climb out of it. We need somebody to climb, help us climb out of that hole, to pull us out of that hole. And Jesus himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live for righteousness and so we have been rescued from this way of life that leads to death that the bible just says like that it just labels it as sins we were living for sins and that was That was the path that we were on. And and maybe if you haven't received this rescue that Jesus wants to give to you, maybe it's the path that you're still on. But he has stepped in and he has become our savior, our rescuer, by burying in his body our sins on the cross. By his wounds you have been healed. Can you hear that for just a second? By his wounds, you have been healed. He, he took what we deserve. He, he received what we had earned, and it is in that wounding that you and I find healing. He's, he's our savior. By his wounds, you have been healed for or because. Because you were like sheep Going astray, we we were scattered, we were we were harassed, we were chased, we were lost. I don't know if you've ever seen a flock of sheep and then seen some get loose from that. If you've ever seen a, a video of that or happened to see it in person, but just there's just this scat. We were like sheep going astray, but now because we have a Savior. We have someone who have rescued us. We were away from the flock. We were away from safety. We were away from protection. We were away from everything that God wanted to give to us. We had fled all of that like sheep gone astray. You were like sheep gone astray, but now because you have a savior, you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your soul. Not only does Jesus rescue us, he shepherds us and watches over our souls. The Lord is your shepherd. What what a great statement that is, and as one who has stepped in and rescued us, he is is our savior, and because he has saved us, he's worthy of honor. We've experienced that in our culture. In in the pandemic time, we we honor frontline workers. We honor people who put themselves in harm's way. we know, intuitively we know that there is honor due to people who put themselves in the way for other people. And Jesus has done that, like he is, he is the ultimate of that. He stepped in between you and between me, he stepped in between us and the consequences of our sin and he has bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we could die to sins and to the way that leads to death, so that we could die to that and walk in this path of righteousness in life that he wants to give to us. And because he has done that for us, he is worthy of our honor. He is, he is one that we should esteem. He is one that we should exalt. He's one that we should look to and just say, hey, worthy are you, Lord. He is, he's worthy of our honor because he's our savior. So, if you've been around church, these first two are probably pretty familiar to you. Maybe you haven't thought of them in these terms before, but you've you've you maybe heard these things before. So, these next two, they might they might um, I hope they provoke you to think a little bit. They might make you squirm if, and I'm okay if you squirm for a little bit. I don't want you to be totally put out of joint by this, but and they might make you squirm a little bit. But as we think about these things and read about them these I hope they fill out your picture of who Jesus is and why he is why he's worthy and deserving of honor. So so because he's our creator, because he's our savior, and then here's this third one. Jesus is our final judge. He's our final judge. So the Bible tells us that that in this shepherding role that Jesus has, he's actually shepherding because all things were created by him and for him. He's actually shepherding all things towards his intended conclusion for them. And he sits as final judge over all of his creation. And so Jesus makes this statement in the Gospel of John, chapter five, declaring himself to be the judge of all things. He says, for just as the father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the son gives life to whom he is pleased to give it. Moreover, On top of that, the Father judges no one, but has entrusted all judgment to the Son that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. And so God the Father wants to make sure that all of creation gives honor to Jesus, his Son, and because of that, he has set Jesus in this role of final judge, and so in this role of final judge, you and I, every one of us, every human being who's ever lived, every one of us is going to stand before Jesus and he is going to sit in judgment. And, and so I say that because often when we think about Jesus, we we get the creator and we get the savior part and we really love that savior shepherd thing and 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 we've chosen this word honor on purpose because we love Jesus as our savior and love is certainly part of honoring, so don't hear me slicing this too thin here. But sometimes we lose the full force and effect of who Jesus is because we've experienced him as our savior, we've yet to experience him as our judge and so there is a little bit of throwing ourselves forward that needs to happen to recognize that Jesus is not just, I was, I was thinking in terms of pictures, and, and we've seen those pictures, and they're all copyrighted, so I couldn't show them to you. So, but you know, you've seen those pictures of you know, Jesus holding the little lamb and looking lovingly at the little lamb. Like That's, that's really true. He really is. He, is. he is a tender and good shepherd, and he is the shepherd and overseer of our souls And he is your shepherd and he leads you beside still waters into green pastures. All that's really true. And and he is our final judge. You and I are gonna stand before him and give account of ourselves and our lives and the words we've used. We're gonna be before him at the end of days. And just an earthly authority figure we give honor to and Jesus is the eternal authority figure, and so he is worthy of our honor. Now, if you're starting to squirm, let me show you one more verse connected to this, because this I like watching you squirm a little bit. Um, Revelation chapter 11, verse 18. This is, again, we're, we're looking, we get glimpses of eternity in Revelation, so there's this heavenly declaration that's being spoken to Jesus. The time has come for judging the dead and for rewarding your servants, the prophets, and your people who revere your name, both great and small. So, so when we're thinking about Jesus the judge, and if it's making you squirm a little bit because you have a past or you have a present, that squirming isn't, it's not a bad thing if it leads you to the right thing. So, so the right thing is to revere Jesus's name. Did you, did you see? When Jesus takes the throne as the judge, the time has come for you to judge the dead. So there's been this resurrection of all of us. The time has come for you to de- judge the dead and for rewarding. Because for most of us, our our context for judgment being handed down by a judge is bad things. It's a fine. It's a prison sentence. It's you know, it's chewing out. It's like our context of a judge is a bad, just bad. That's all the judges can do is just bad but the eternal judge who is unlimited in scope and in power and in authority and in resources not only does he have the opportunity to speak like punishment over people who have rejected him and who have you know have held out their hands to him he also has the opportunity the privilege the willingness the great desire to reward those who revere your name both great and small i love that last little part there about both great and small because None of us have to be a big deal in order to be rewarded by Jesus. It's not, just, it's not just the great people of the earth or it's not just the people who somehow their name became famous or their posts went viral or however you wanna think about that. Somebody who's like people recognize what they've done. It also applies to those of us who revere Jesus in the quiet places, in the quietness of our heart, in the quietness of our home, the quietness of our neighborhood, the quietness of our school, the quietness of our workplace. When you revere him and nothing amazing that you and I get to see happens, there's a day when this judge, when Jesus, this judge, will reward the people who revere him. And I that just is so, that's so comforting to, to me for those of us who have a past. Because this judge, the Bible is very clear that there's, There can be a cut-off date for what this judge reviews. When 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 you stand before him and answer for your life, we have, because he is our savior, because he's our savior, he rescues us from our past and from facing judgment when we revere him he rewards those who revere him there's you and i have this great opportunity in this life to say to look at the way we've chosen to live and say jesus i need to be rescued from this whatever your whatever your plan your strategy for life and the afterlife if it is not if it is not anchored in jesus if it is not based on him if if it if you have not cast all your hope on him if you're if there's something of you in this, like you're trying to earn it or you're hoping to be good enough or you're just you're counting on God being grandpa-ish, if you're if you're trusting yourself in this thing, you're going to miss that you're going to miss that turning point that he offers to us. There's this beautiful little statement I'm actually going to talk about it it's a couple of weeks after Easter. It's in Psalm 130. As far as the east is from the west, that's how far he's removed our transgressions, our sins from us. So there's this opportunity that you and I have to turn from life on our own, this path that the Bible calls sins that leads to death, to turn from that and to consider ourselves dead to that because of Jesus. He took our sins in his body on on the cross. We can turn from this way that leads to death and and take this path that leads to life and that's with a yes to Jesus. A yes to his his death on the cross for your sins. Not just yes, I think there's this guy named Jesus who lived and he died on the cross, but yes to Jesus died on the cross to pay for my sins and yes to his resurrection from the dead to give you life. Not just yes and I believe that this guy named Jesus rose again from the dead, but yes, he died for me and he rose for me and I want, like he's willing to gift that life and that victory to me and I'm just gonna say yes to this. And there's a reward for those who revere his name. It's this amazing thing, Jesus holds himself out as our final judge and, and that word revere is really important. That is, that is not a hey, we're buddies and let's just run down this road together. That to the people who recognize it, that Jesus is not, he's not just the soft saving shepherd. He is our Lord and our God. Remember that statement from Revelation four when all of creation is looking at him as the created beings and saying, you are a Lord and our God. And so he's worthy of honor because he is our final judge and you don't have to squirm over that because he's willing to start he's willing to like he's willing to free, as far as the east is from the west the two never touch if you ever look at the map as far as though he will remove your sin and that former way of life from you it will never come up and you could be one of those people who are rewarded by him because you've chosen to revere or to honor his name and so he's worthy of honor because he's our final judge. And then here's this last thing of why Jesus is worthy of our honor and it is because he is the king of kings and he is the Lord of lords. Now again, if you've been in church, that, that just kind of rolls off the tongue and we lose it sometimes. So let's just pause Jesus is the king over all the other kings. So you, you pick, you th- whatever you do or don't know about history, you think of the most powerful person, the most powerful ruler that you could come up with. That one, he has a king or she has a king who is their final judge. Jesus is king of kings. There's, there's nobody that sits on par with him and there is certainly nobody who sits above him. He is the king of kings and he is the Lord of lords. So, so whatever you think of, like, when I think of Lord, little L Lord, I think of like say so your area of authority and influence and, and however much say-so you have or don't have or you know, you, you've run into somebody and, and they have oppressed you or they have, they, because you fell under their say-so, they may act like they are in charge right now, but they have a capital L Lord to deal with and these, these verses from Revelation 19, again, this is a future event, it hasn't happened yet, but the apostle John got to see it and he was told to write it down so that people like you and me who live under other people and like, just for us to know that there's, there's only one ultimate authority, and it's Jesus. And so it may feel like there's ultimate authority, it may feel like things have spun out of control, it may feel like stuff, but, but there is a day coming when all of that is going to be made right. And I I wanna say that, Marie was watching a documentary this afternoon about some stuff that, that, it's a beautiful documentary, but about some stuff that some, some beautiful people are going through some really difficult times because of decisions other people have made. So maybe you can Maybe you can Mm -hmm. identify with that. And there's this question, when you see something like that, there's this question that always pops. It's like, okay, Lord, where are you in this? Why is this going on? Does anybody else see suffering and pain and you wonder, why are you allowing this to happen? So I I don't have a ton of answers to that. But the Bible gives us, it gives us more. I just, I don't have them all right now. Smarter people than me have more than this, but here's what I'll tell you. There's a final judge to whom every person who's ever lived is going to give an account. And he is the king of kings. And he is the lord of lords. And, And when those people who have say so and have used that to hurt, injure other people, there's a day that this King of Kings and Lord of Lords is going to, he's gonna speak into that and speak over that and when he gets done, we're gonna all say, oh, he made that right. Now I can't tell you how that is or what that looks like and for those of us who have have suffered at the hands of other people, I can't, I can't tell you that, I can't explain the delay to you, there's a lot of things I can't, I don't understand about that, but I can tell you the promise that the Bible makes is that your creator and your savior, your rescuer, who is the final judge and the king of kings and lord of lords, he is going to say, and, and what he does, and he will have ultimate say so, and in that, in that moment, you as a person who's suffered are going to say oh he made that right because he has the resources of eternity at his hand he is ultimately like uh, he is the ultimate of goodness and so he's it's going to be it's going to be right when he speaks into that listen to these verses i saw heaven standing open and there before me was a white horse so there are animals in heaven um <laughs> Not cats. Um, (laughs) Unless you're a cat person, then we'll see. Boy, that was, where'd that come from? There was. So white horse whose rider is called faithful and true. With justice, he judges and wages war. He is not messing around. With justice, he judges and wages war. His eyes are like blazing fire, and on his head are many crowns, many crowns. He has a name written on him that no one knows but he himself. He is dressed in a robe dipped in blood, and his name is the word of God. The armies of heaven were following him riding on white horses and dressed in fine linen, white and clean, coming out of his mouth as a sharp sword with which to strike down, the. I'd insert the word rebel, the rebel nations. He will rule them with an iron scepter. That is an interesting image right there of Jesus. Do you ever think of Jesus with an iron scepter? You will get in line, and that line will be love and joy and peace and goodness and faithfulness and righteousness and truth. For those of us who are rightly aligned with this king, we wanna be in that line. We yearn for that day when when he brings this to bear, but he will rule the nations with an iron scepter and he treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh, he has this name written, King of Kings and Lord of lords. He is worthy of honor. He is, he is our shepherd, and, and, he is judge, and king, and Lord. And honor is his due. So let me take a couple minutes and talk with you from, from the Bible's perspective of what honor looks like. Because our bent, our bent is we hear this, like we hear these things and, and those of us who are like, yes, 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 I'm, he is worthy of honor. Our bent is then to, to honor him in ways that we would think should be, like that. what to us is honor let's not forget who we are, we're broken people, we are impacted by our sin. We, on our best days, you know, we, we're, we're struggling to follow the Lord and so he's been so, he's been so kind to us in that he has, he has made known to us how we can honor him. And so I, I wanna walk us through, I think I wrote down six things here and I'll go faster than those first four things so that we can all go home at some point. So, so here's six things that are honoring to Jesus. Right, the first is worship, it, giving Him His due. You know, the, over and over and over again in the Bible, there are statements just you know, "Worthy are you, Lord. You are worthy. You are worthy to receive power and glory and wealth and honor and wisdom and strength and blessing." And you know, we've talked about some of that stuff in here. We sing it in our songs to to declare to Him that He is worthy. God says this interesting thing about himself. He says, I'm a jealous God and I will not give my glory to another. And so what he, what he wants to draw from us is declaration of his worth. That's worship, that's us acknowledging that, that we, we are your creation and we were created by you and we are created for you and, and you are worthy of, We don't don't wanna get sideways and be giving what belongs to God to ourselves or someone or something else. And so that's worship is one of the ways that we honor him. And we also honor him through giving. Proverbs says, honor the Lord with your wealth. Bring the first fruits of your offerings. And I talked about giving last week, so I'm not gonna hit you two weeks in a row on this same subject, but um, that's one of the ways we honor the Lord. And, and so when the Bible talks about how you are worthy to receive wealth, he is. He's worthy, he is worthy of you and I bringing what we have and just turning it loose to him. So giving is one of the ways that we honor him. Speaking rightly to and highly of. Speaking rightly to and highly of him it is one of the ways that we honor him. I, I love you know Matthew 6, 9. Jesus is teaching us to pray, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. And like that idea, blessed be your name, honored be your name, those those all go together. Hallowed be your name. And just speaking to the Lord about his name, about his character, about who he is. So speaking rightly to him about who he is. In Psalm 96, it's a great psalm of worship and praise to the Lord. It's you know, ascribe to the Lord the glory do his name. And there's this talking, talking to and about. By ascribing glory to the Lord is talking to and about him and what he does, like who he is. And, and so when we speak rightly to and then we speak rightly about him, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus told his followers, You shall be my witnesses. Like you you're you're the people you have seen, you have heard, you have experienced, you know, you you know me and you know, you know about me and you know what I've done for you and you know what I'm going to do. So you take that and you go and tell other people about who I am and what I offer to them and what I'm willing to do for them. And it says that brings honor to him, speaking rightly to him and speaking rightly and highly of him to the people who are around us is this beautiful way of bringing honor to the Lord. The next one is um, drawing near to him. I know how to put that any differently, drawing near to him. So in the Gospel of Mark, Jesus is, he's affirming something that the prophet Isaiah said that's part of the human condition. Isaiah was speaking specifically to the ancient Jewish nation, and Jesus was speaking specifically to the religious leaders of his day, but. Man, this is still true. Um, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And that's just the, the man, church people. And I am one. I grew up in this. I'm church, this is, church people do this. We honor him with our lips and, and we, our hearts over here. And, and what is honoring to the Lord is drawing near with all of who we are. And so, so, letting your lips maybe lead your heart and honoring him not only with your lips, but also with your life by drawing near to him, letting him pour his life into you and letting him live his life through you. And there are a million ways to do that. And we talked about them at other times. And and so, but I think there's just something to check there of, you know, am I one of those people that is like right now for this whole season, am I honoring with my lips or am I honoring him with, have I drawn near? Because he is. He's honored by your drawing near, recognizing that he has has life to give you and to live through you, and and that honors him. I'm expressing gratitude to him. Psalmist, speaking on the Lord's behalf, says the one who offers thanksgiving as his sacrifice honors me. And, And cultivating gratitude in your life, gratitude to the Lord. And the psalmist was writing to people who would bring all kinds of stuff and offer, and just the statement was, man, if, if what you bring is, is thanksgiving, is gratitude, recognizing you know, the Lord as the source of blessing in your life, and the one who has given to you and being grateful for that, that, that honors him. That, that honors him in a way that he wants to be honored. Is, and doesn't that feel small? Doesn't that feel small that, that just by saying thank you to the Lord would actually exalt and lift him up and honor him? And again, he's been so kind to, to share with us how we can honor him. And giving him thanks, it may feel like a small thing to you and to me, but it's a really big deal to God that we would be grateful for what he has given to us so expressing gratitude to and then this is the last one it's it's obedience obedience and jesus says in john 14 he's talking to his disciples this is right before he goes to the cross and he has this he makes this remarkable statement to him he says he says if you love me you will keep my commands if you love me you will obey me and and that feels weird for for one All right am I back? All right, good. Um, that feels weird for one friend to say to another, if you love me, you will obey me. But what if mm-hmm. one of the two is a king? If you love me, you will obey me. And it is our obedience to Jesus, it's that, that bending the knee, the bowing the head and bending the knee of our heart to him recognizing that he is our creator, he is our savior, he is our judge and he is our king and he is faithful and true. And being willing to submit our lives to him because he bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we could die to sins and the eternal death to which they lead. He bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we could die to sin and we could live to righteousness, which is what he offers you and me, the opportunity to to walk his path, to live his way, to say yes to what he wants to give to us. And then here's the surprising little thing at at the end of all of this, it's in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. It's in there a couple times in different ways. First Samuel chapter two, verse 30. God says, I honor those who honor me. Isn't that cool? Like, I honor those who honor me. And he's speaking to, he's speaking to some, like there was some people had position and they, they were not using that in a way that honored the Lord. They were using that position in a way that honored themselves and he took that position away and gave it to somebody who, earthly speaking, didn't really deserve it, wasn't in line for it, but the Lord said, I honor those who honor me, and because they lived in a way, that person lived in a way that honored God, God honored them. And then Jesus makes this amazing promise, those who serve me, my Father will honor them. So those of us who are willing to recognize Jesus as our Creator and as our Savior and as our Judge and as our Lord and King, and from gratitude and love and a recognition that one way leads to death and his way leads to life, we'll we'll just say yes to that path he wants us to walk. God the Father will honor the people who serve Jesus. So this isn't, this isn't about, this isn't about a strong arm, like you read the, you read it with me in Revelation. There's not a lot of, there's no weakness there, but this is not about a strong arm Jesus who's who's knuckling us under. This is about, this is about a strong Jesus who's offering you and me an opportunity to say yes to him and walk in a way that leads to blessing and favor and honor. Those who those who honor him, he honors. And you and I have a chance to participate in that. So I'm gonna pray for us, and then our worship team is gonna lead us in a closing song. And this this could just be this could be a great moment for you. If you need to draw near to him, if you need to, if you need to trust him. If you need to say yes to the salvation that he offers you, if you need to just whisper words of honor to him, sing this song from your heart, this be a great moment. Let's pray together. So, Lord Jesus, you are, you're worthy of honor and glory and praise. And what you ask of us is to say yes to what you wanna give to us. So, so I'm saying yes for myself, for our church. And we wanna receive what you're offering. And then we're gonna give that back to you. And we'll walk in the way that you have for us to walk and, and we'll live out your way that leads to life for ourselves and for those around us. It's, it's an incredible thing that you let us be part of. So we're really grateful for this. And now in these next couple of minutes, I pray for myself, I pray for my friends. By your spirit, would you let us honor you, the words of our mouth, meditation of our heart, bring honor to you, Jesus. We ask these things in your name. Amen.
2: There is a key seated among.
3: Generous people who honor Jesus. He's worthy of that. I'm so glad you guys got to come and be with us. We got to worship together this weekend. Thank you. It's good to be with you.